Go at it podcast episode five, the Christmas special, all Christmas, all, all the time. time. <laughs> I'm Tate Brown. I'm Tyler Reed. This is Go Additive. Yeah. Did we already say bunch that? of Scrooges? Yeah. Well, are you going? Are you going to be a Scrooge? This I'm year? not a Scrooge. We've already I'm established this. I actually feel bad. I was so negative the last episode about, <laughs> about the white elephant. I I'm well, not. who ultimately ended up being the real Scrooge? Me. That's true. Because I wasn't even a part of it. You totally botched it. Totally yeah. botched it. I saved 10 bucks. Proof that you do not <laughs> read your emails. I do read my emails, especially <laughs> when it results in... The fact, the fact that it was starting and you hadn't done any one of the like 17 steps there were to participate. Can I be honest? Yeah. The second I opened up the email, I just hurried and read through it. I saw that there were some prerequisites or things yeah. I needed to do instantly turned off. Yeah, I get it. The I, second I had to go to another website to sign up. Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh, I'll put this off till later. Well, that later ended up being like 10 minutes before the thing. <laughs> yeah. And so I go to do it. And as soon as I click on that link, that has more prerequisites. Like I've got to do all this stuff. Steps. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, it's yeah. not worth $10 to me. To do this. And it was more like two or three minutes after it had already started. You were way too <laughs> It late. was not two or three. It ended up being there. I do. Yeah. I have a confession as well. So when I receive emails and they're just epic, you know, in length, I also become overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So it's happened twice recently within the past month to the same person. And he's a past employee working for a customer now. And we have a friendship, mm-hmm. but we also have this working relationship. So I got an email from him and it was long and it was a mix of like personal stuff and business stuff, but it was so overwhelming. I didn't read it. And then every night at wow. home, I would realize, oh, I got to respond to him two weeks from, Hey, I'm sorry. But, 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 but I get an email back almost instantly. I don't even know how he wrote this fast. He must have typed like 200 words a minute. He had it ready to go probably. A whole (laughs) other long thing. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot read this right now. Two more weeks go by. It's bad. It's like... Have you responded to him? Yeah. On the second one? It took me two weeks. Yeah. So I'm at two strikes with him, I think. So it was a full month process. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And I I had to tell him it's got to be shorter because it overwhelms me. You told him? Uh, In... In not so many words, yeah. Ooh, interesting. I know. I I felt bad, but I didn't take full responsibility. How do you not take full responsibility? Because it was overwhelming. You have to know your reader. Ah, uh, so you, you <laughs> gave him some insight. You let him know yeah. what type of person you are. Like, yeah. hey, dude, if it's not under three sentences, it's not getting read for at least two weeks. It's just overwhelming. And people have to know, especially emails that come in right after hours. Those are the, oh, yeah. the most easily overlooked emails. Say it's 5.30 or 6.05, mm-hmm. whenever you normally leave for the day, mm-hmm. that's going to be at the top of your mind at the worst possible time. As you're going home, you're trying to shed all of your workday off your mind, right? Yep. And then you start fresh the next day. And, you know, those are the emails that are going to be most likely to go to the back burner. <laughs> it's true. It's just human psychology. It It is true. And I'm guilty of it too. 
I I had it. I can't believe you just ponied up and told him to shorten him up because <laughs> I there's someone that I would consider myself friends with before a coworker uh-huh. here. Yeah. Uh, that notoriously writes long emails. Same thing happens to me. However, I'm usually just CC'd on these emails. I'm not actually the one. Yeah. That's so, which is even worse and easier it, it to is ignore because, okay. But you know, a customer, a customer doesn't have the same relationship. They're just going to be like, yeah. Ugh. Every time they see them, yeah. it goes into the back burner, like read later. Right folder in your mind right and if you are cc'd which the first email in this chain i was cc'd and if there's someone else on there that is more closely tied to the content of the email Mm -hmm. then for sure you're putting it on the back burner now in this case the other person that was cc'd the email address was typo so they they never received it It's a mess. It's a mess. Well, back to being Scrooges. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not going to be a Scrooge. I'm not. Either. I I purchased a Christmas present for one individual, and there's going to be a second Who is that individual? individual. Uh, a gal that okay. I okay that so I date. Going back two ep- two episodes, <laughs> is that no longer the case? Do you remember that? What you said, I have. No significant. Other. If she listens to this, she'll kill me. <laughs> you realize you're setting me up. I it, know. I'm sorry. She's going to get two superb gifts, one of which will not be here in time because yeah. it's handmade. And I'm going to just, she's not going to listen to this. Am Let I? me just tell you what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. this. I'm going to make sure she doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, it's this stupid, it's a necklace with like, the first letters of our names that are just um, the the first letters. Okay. So T and R. That's it. That's okay. all that's on this thing. And I've seen people make these before. They've yeah. got the little tool that they hammer the yeah. letter. Bop, bop. It's like a hole punch. A little stamp. Yeah. And it's soft metal. It's literally a three hit part. Mm-hmm. I ordered it like the 1st of December. I may have even ordered it at the end of November. And they give you like a 10 to 15 day shipping window. This is when it's going to ship out. I haven't gotten an email from them saying that it's left their facility. So that's not, that's not coming. (laughs) And I have aviator snips and I have a set of these stamps. Stamps. I can make you one in 10 seconds. Gold plated. I don't actually know what. (laughs) I I think it's like bronze or something. I, I don't even know what it is. It's gold color. I can't. They have. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. They yeah. have like the rose it's color. It's definitely not gold plated. It's not real gold. Yeah. It's like. It's probably just even, brass. You, I don't buy jewelry. Okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't. I don't buy jewelry either. It's probably just brass. It's some soft metal. She would. And is it in the shape of. What's it in the shape of? It's not. <laughs> it's just a circle. It's just a circle. Wow. Dude. It can't get easier How than much this. did you pay for this? I'm not going to say she asked for it. She doesn't ask for anything, anything. She's like, hey, I know you're probably going to struggle with my Christmas present this year. Let me make it easy for you. She straight up sent me the link to this website. 
And now I'm the failure because she did send it. Yeah, now it's not going to show up. And now it's not going to show up, but I got her something else. I got a backup. Okay. And now that means I've bought her two gifts because you can't un-gift the Mm -hmm. one. Sure. So she's going to get two. She's just going to get one late. This other gift, it's so dumb. It's a, can I say? Yeah. Should I say? She's not going to listen. It's a luxury blanket. Ooh. It sounds so dumb. A luxury blanket. I called my sister. I'm like, hey, what's a good gift? And she's like, hey, have you heard of these blankets? And I'm like, yeah, I've heard of them. Are they are they that great? And she's like, they're amazing. She's like, I've gotten them for everyone in my family. They all love them. What? My husband's wrapped up in one right now. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And like her kids, they come in different sizes. Who'd have thunk it? Like, what are they? What's a luxury blanket? It's a really soft blanket. And it's warm. Here's the deal, though. They're undersized blankets, in my opinion, and overpriced. Yeah. I'm not going to even say what I spent on the stupid thing. (sighs) And that's with 50% off. (laughs) (laughs) So I got, I was fortunate. Who sells it? Who's the retailer? Can I say? Yeah. It's Minky Couture. Okay. So that's a local company. Yeah. Yeah. But they're. They're kind of a big deal around here. And there's this other company, too, that my sister recommended. They're the same thing. They're these really soft, nice. The fabric is just, it's a cool fabric. It's unique. Now, what soft? (laughs) Giza sheets. When have I ever felt a Giza sheet? You don't order anything off the MyPillow? No. (laughs) (laughs) They're from Giza. (laughs) No. Okay. Let me get back to this. Okay. <laughs> this gift. It's it's it it could be a fail. She's gonna act like she loves it. Yeah. The good news is she gets what she wants later. This will buy me some time. I mean And it's warm. A, a square of fabric, that's a good gift. And a piece of metal. That's a good gift you, too. So what are you gonna gift? <laughs> well, I got my wife one gift. And supposedly it's one of the hottest gifts of the season. <laughs> what is it? It's like a dual uh, hair dryer and vacuum. No, not a vacuum. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, it's a hair dryer and a comb of some sort. A straightener? Not a straightener. It's a hair dryer and a comb. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds. This sounds like an as-seen-on-TV gift. No, it's from Revlon. Okay. Revlon hair dryer. I actually have to look it up because it looks like a comb. Oh, volumizer, <laughs> which is a comb. This is a hot gift, huh? It is a So for all you uh, people that are looking to buy a gift for someone with long hair, yeah, there you go. Seriously, it's, you know, it's going to help her save some time. Let me ask you this. Okay. Would you ever give someone a 3D printed gift at this point in time? Yes, I would. Your wife? My wife? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I would. But it wouldn't be just a raw 3D print. It would have to be finished in some sort. Okay. The nice thing is that a 3D printed gift, you have the opportunity to customize it. Mm -hmm. Sort of like your piece of jewelry, right? So you're going to put T and R. R. Right. I do that. I've done that in the past. Our initials are TNA. So we did that once and then we never did it again. <laughs> but customizing gifts is t- difficult. 
You know, I've done some woodworking gifts that are all customized, but 3D printing and it give, it allows you to give them something, right? So, for example, you would take something that she's interested in. My mm-hmm. wife is interested in mycology, mushrooms. And she has been asking for little 3D printed mushrooms that she could put in her pots. Okay. And the succulents and whatnot. And you uh, maybe you can buy Kind of like somewhere. a yard gnome? Yeah. But with mushrooms? Yeah, just a mushroom, <laughs> you know? Um, like your typical toadstool mushroom you know <laughs> yeah i guess i don't think that's the actual name of them but toadstool mushrooms <laughs> so if i were being proactive i would have done that in time for christmas and you can make them look great uh, well we we're spoiled because we have like the j850 and the j55 we can do full 3d color prints yeah which would be the way to go but you know i was telling you you go to r3d printing on Reddit, and they have tons of 3D printed gifts around this time of year. And some people go through a lot of effort in, into finishing their filament in a style of 3D prints, and they look great. And they're they're customized. They're they're so nice. What's the best thing you saw on there? Oh, that's a good question. Let me see this. So, if you sort by say top for this week so anyone with an fdm printer be listening right now if you if you can't get a hold of the gift you're supposed to be giving yeah you have two days so this is a foldable pokeball christmas decoration which is kind of cool this is designed for additive right here so we're watching this movie of this pokeball this is called a gift tape this is not a gift this is a gift that's it's a gift with sound Wow. Well, it looks like a video, okay? <laughs> it does. This is this is a high-tech GIF. Yeah, it is a high-tech GIF. This GIF is probably... Are you sure this is a GIF? It looks like a, it's a GIF for sure. There's no way. Forever. I actually can't. Needless to say, there's some cool gifts out there. Let's not... Let's, let's not... <laughs> he's getting lost now. He's starting yeah. to look at everything on this list. Yeah. So, you, right. so you'd feel comfortable giving a 3D sure. printed GIF. Like, do you feel like someone that you gave it to would be like, well, he has access to these printers. This isn't that cool of a gift. Or would it be like, oh, this is this is really thoughtful. He made this. It depends on the level of customization. If it was just something generic and that person wasn't impressed with 3D printing on its own, then they would probably think it's garbage. Would you? Okay. Would you? Um, okay. So say you gave this gift to someone who respects 3D printing. They don't know much about it. They've never done it. They just, yeah. it's this novelty still to them, which yeah. we, we run into lots of people that, sure. that it's kind of a novelty to still. <sighs> okay. Imagine getting a handcrafted uh, wooden chest, okay. a small wooden chest, like some something you could put your wallet in or, yeah. or, or jewelry or whatever. That with your name in it or something Someone makes that for you and you're just like, wow, dude, a cedar, I, a cedar yeah. chest. I think if I, you got a 3D printed chest, would you be like <laughs> not now you yourself? Of course, you're laughing now because you're like, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't assign the same level of craftsmanship exactly. to such a thing. I, I understand where you're going now. And that is 3D printing as the general population understands it, uh-huh. thinks it's so easy. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. And, and so the amount of effort that would go into a little 3D printed chest versus a, a chest made of wood, uh-huh. for sure there's different levels of heart 
and time <laughs> yeah. into each one of these. And I do think that people would think, you might as well have just given me a gift out of a gumball machine. Okay. All right. So that answers my question perfectly. So it is easier in a lot of ways. Yeah. In in a lot of ways. Because yeah. the person who makes that chest, they, they would probably sketch it up on a piece of paper and have some layout tools and things like that that they'd make. And then they just go to town with their woodworking tools yeah. and their knowledge and craftsmanship versus us. We're going to lay it up in 3D, which that's where the time and thought and effort goes into making this customized sure. piece. Sure. But then as soon as you put it on the printer, it is workless. There's just, You're not really yeah. doing if, anything. And if you left it in its raw form and you could tell it's 3D printed, mm-hmm. then it becomes a trinket. Okay. Chotsky. Right. <laughs> yes. But if you put some effort into it and you, you know, you sanded it, painted it, then I think people would enjoy it. Okay. So I don't think 3D printed gifts are by definition not great gifts. I actually think they have the potential to be amazing gifts. It's a matter of effort. It is a matter of effort. It's a matter of creativity. Right. So if you have to document your effort. Yeah. Because that might make it worth more. Yeah. Write a blog post about your your gift creation. Yeah. Now, if you put some thought into like knowing and understanding the receiver, then you touch on this power of 3D printing. And that is the concept of customization Mm -hmm. for a single user. Right. And, you know, that is one of the absolute benefits of 3D printing is this ability to invest little extra time to have customization for every one of your quote customers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but you have to think ahead and it's Christmas is in two days. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> We're not doing it this year. Maybe for Valentine's. So do you have a list of things that you would want to 3d print for yourself that you just haven't? Oh, I don't have one written down, but I definitely have a mental list of things I would like to print. Why don't we print them? Yeah, I do. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I've got some good, good stuff, usable things that I want. But for whatever reason, we just get, you know, I guess we work too hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So for sure, we run into this um, scenario where we, we work with these printers. And so using them does feel like work. Like the vast majority of the time we're using these printers, it's for work. And by the very nature of it, that means you're you're going to use them less for personal things. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what do they say about the cobbler's kids? I don't know. <laughs> what the cobbler's kids? Yeah. How am I supposed to know? The cobbler's kids have the worst shoes, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. It's like a car mechanic has the worst car. Exactly. Usually. Yeah. They drive a, a Buick LeSabre <laughs> from the 90s to work. You better watch out. There's a Buick LeSabre down in the parking lot. Is right there? Now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's in mint condition, too, by it the is way. A, it's, in, it's, it's a vintage car. It's parked indoors. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, we have, we have access to the printers, and we're using them all the time for work mm-hmm. that sometimes I would not like for certain. And take into account, I've been printing these parts... For 10 years. So year over year over year over year, you reach a point where I can generate ideas much faster than I can generate the motivation to pursue the <laughs> ideas. That's the story of my life too. 
Okay, so give us give us like your top three. Help help everybody get to know you. I, okay. I want to know what these these things are. Okay, so, top three or four things. Okay. that are on the back burner. These will be on the back burner for a while, but um, when I first got my hands on the printers, I was most excited about creating props, props from films or TV shows, comic books, that sort of thing. At that point in time, I was doing a lot of prop making using more conventional methods, right? I would take a baseball helmet, cut it up, slap some Bondo on it and turn it into a Daft Punk helmet. Yeah, for yeah, example. Yeah. Yep. So over the years, I have made some attempts to print props, but I haven't done a lot of that for two reasons. One is as the tools become better, the, acts, the tools that I have access to become better, and suddenly I have the opportunity to create more precise props in this case, or more elaborate props, the modeling time started to increase quite a bit. Gotcha. And me personally, I like to be hands-on more than I like to model things on the So I actually created a scenario where I didn't, I want to say I priced myself out, but price, I didn't price myself out, but I complicated the project to the point where I wasn't, for example, does that make sense? Yeah. And the second reason, I forgot the second reason. That's one of the main reasons. This, I don't I can't remember the second reason. So there are a few things that I would like to do. One, I'm a big fan of Daft Punk. I want to revisit the Daft Punk helmets. Okay. Now in the past, I have printed helmets and I sent them off to a guy who was pursuing like a full electronics package and he mm-hmm. was going to complete them. And he ran out of money and filed bankruptcy and disappeared after taking quite a few people's money and our parts. So that died. But I would like to revisit that and and redo some Daft Punk helmets. One other helmet, I like like helmets. One other helmet I would like to do is the Rocketeer. Do you remember Rocketeer? No. The movie? No. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. It's an iconic helmet. And it's 1991. It came out in 91, but the era is like 1920s. And so it's this old tech. It's almost got like a steampunk feel to it. Art deco feel to it. Yep. It's such a cool costume with the helmet. It's like an early Iron Man helmet. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. I like that as well. And I would love to do a Rocketeer helmet. That'd be cool. Yeah. So you have two helmets that you want to do. Those are your major. Those Those are my major things. Yeah. Those are big. I can see why that would be... The Rocketeer helmet, not so bad. You have to come up with some lenses. But other than that, it's fairly straightforward. Yeah. The Daft Punk helmets for sure become way more complicated once you start introducing... The electronics. The electronics, yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes my list seem a little silly. And even more... I did did go big. No, yeah. Those are big because you're going to laugh. I've got three things. They're all kind of interrelated. Okay. I want to make these stabilizers for my kayak rack. Uh-huh. So I traveled a lot this year with my kayak and I built this steel tube frame kayak rack for my truck. And it's actually pretty sweet because my kayak now sits just on top of my bed, uh, hangs off the back of the truck where it's got a stabilizer. So it's not like a roof 
rack for your kayak. You can imagine yeah. putting like a 60 pound kayak that's 12 feet long up on the top of your roof. It's tough. This makes it way easier. I love it, but it's just these steel bars and the kayak, even though I strap it down, it wants to slide back and forth. Yeah. So I want to make um, those. In fact, I've already modeled them up. I just haven't printed them yet. Well, there you go. So that's what's silly about it. Why don't I? Right. And then I have uh, some clamps that I had traditionally machined, CNC machined, that clamp this rack so it's removable from my truck bed. It's really cool. I didn't have to drill any holes. I didn't have to do anything. This thing just fits on the rails of the truck bed. Yeah. And and clamps down. Well, those clamps, I have to use washers to make it fit just right. And I, I just want to see if I can 3D print maybe like ASA and see mm-hmm. if it'll hold up to the task um, and do some, some heat set inserts on the backside. I think it'll work. So that's a project. It's a little more involved because of the heat set inserts, but really not difficult. Like these would print in probably 50 minutes. Yeah. So just really basic stuff. The last thing is a rod holder, fishing rod holder. Uh-huh. Cause my ceiling in my basement's too low to stand some of my rods up. Rods, if you're into fishing at all, have gotten longer and longer over the years. <clears throat> Seven foot rod used to be really long. Now there are rods as long as nine feet. So they won't, they're hitting my ceiling. So I need like something that I can put on the ceiling. I have my fishing room in the basement, which is essentially just a man cave. I just want to put these rods on the ceiling. So they're all mounted to the ceiling. I can reach up there and grab them and they're out of the way most of the time. I have quite a few ideas like that where it's just like more everyday type things <laughs> basic you know easy like they're just not as interesting on right my, on my miter saw and on my table saw i have throat plates that i want to do some zero clearance uh, throat plates but going back to this rod, rod holder idea that's one very appealing aspect of designing for printing is you start with the the functionality Right. What's the functionality? It's usually something that's going to be a little bit different than just something off the shelf, mm-hmm. right? Because if you could get off the shelf parts easy, you would, you would go do that. But you want something that is just a little bit different. And I really think this is why 3D printing has exploded over the last 10 years is that amongst a certain group of people, we have a lot of ideas that are just a little bit different than what we, than what we can purchase. And we are willing to go through the extra effort to create that and create the idea, yeah, flesh out the idea and then try it, maybe iterate on it. So if somebody had given you some 3D printed rod holders that oh, fit that, that would be a beautiful gift. It would. Who would know though? True. See, that's it. You're right. That would be a great gift. And that's the, like a different level of customization. The first level of customization is the T plus R stamp. A nameplate. Yeah. Yeah. The second level of customization is like specific to your use case, mm-hmm. different level of functionality. Yeah. Right. Like there are off the shelf rod holders that you can get. They're just, they're very generic. Um, they might work in uh, a few scenarios, but they're usually just wood mm-hmm. and, or you can make your own out of just PVC. It just looks bad. Yeah. If mine are going to be on the ceiling, it's a man cave. Who cares what it looks like? But at the same time, it's like, no, I want to bolt something kind of cool 
right. maybe do some, uh, not totally like a generative type design, but really minimalist because mm-hmm. all it's doing is a rod and reel setup for my application weighs ounces. Yeah. I don't even know if it goes over a pound or two, but they're really lightweight. All, all this needs to do is hold things to the ceiling. Yeah. There's, there's a strong corollary here. We're talking about personal projects, but the same challenges that we are facing and we're overcoming apply to commercial projects as well. Right? Yeah. Within the context of this is an assembly line, we have some off-the-shelf machinery that was purpose-built for a process that's very similar to ours, but not quite. We see this all the time where companies buy this equipment and then customize it or 10% or 20% to fit their needs because they can eke out more efficiency or we can make it work when it previously wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And we see printers being used for that purpose all the time, right? Yeah. In my particular case, it does. It makes more efficient use of my small area. Yeah. You know, I'm not obviously standing rods up vertically is the most efficient, but it's a challenge because they're yeah. too long. They won't stand up vertically. So uh, you've got to come up with some other solution. So yeah, 3D printing is perfect for it. Just in, the, in this new lab that we should be planning on shortly, that is one area I would like to see is put quite a bit of effort into is 3D printed organizational. Everything should have a spot so that we know where everything is when we want to use it, for example. But not to the point of, oh man, hate to use this word, but tackiness. Like, yeah, you don't want to be <clears throat> printing things that you can buy off the shelf. I agree with that. And that's something that's bugged me even before, <clears throat> excuse me, even with, with desktop printers and hobby level machines. It's always just what... <laughs> You know this. People with CNC machines do the same thing. Because I can machine it, I will machine it. Yeah. When it doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever. I think think that's part of the learning curve, right? You get a new tool and you want to use it for everything. And eventually you do come to the realization that just like any other tool, there are good use cases. There are not so great use cases. But I think you learn that through experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, to each their own. So if you are listening and you think, man, these guys, these guys are Scrooges because <laughs> they don't, they don't, you have to understand me and Tyler, we're pretty different in a lot of ways, but when it comes to per- personal projects, I would say, uh, Tyler is a perfectionist. Uh, he talks about these Daft Punk helmets casually, but if you saw them, you would just be amazed because they, <laughs> As the stepbrothers would say, it's movie quality. <laughs> you know, it's it's totally movie quality. And my projects are are no different. I take a lot of time and pride in making them look like they could come from a, 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 a factory. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing a modifi- modification to a motorcycle, I don't want people to say, oh, cool custom exhaust. I want them to think that that's factory. To me, that's part of the cool part is like, making a factory looking component out of something that's a one-off. Right. I agree with that. So let's talk about another type of list. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the, on the topic of Christmas lists. All right. And uh, in this case, what, what would we want 
in terms of, you know, if we could get new machines, if we could get new technology, if we could have some sort of change or maybe 3D printing accessories. Ah, okay. Well, one of my wishes just came true. What's that? A metal additive solution. Yeah. So, in fact, that adds one thing to my list. Uh, I, I did this, I modeled this 32 Ford and it's got a, mm. a chop top and it. it's just a desktop ornament. It's a, yeah. it's a tchotchke. Yeah. And it's, but it's really cool to me. It's really cool. Cause I did a lot of surfacing with it and, uh, it's just cool. But can you imagine picking it up and it actually being heavy, be, like would be it cool. feeling like it's metal. So also I wouldn't have to paint it. I could polish it and just have that yeah. metal finish. So we got one of our wishes or I did. The second would be a bigger, better printer at a lower price. FDM. Okay. Um, it's just, it's not my wish for just me either. Yeah. It's my it's my wish for the world. Because it's like there are these yeah. monster hobby level printers, but that's really all they are. They're just oversized hobby level printers with these janky enclosures. Like hobby printers have issues. Mm -hmm. at a small size and those issues are just magnified as the build size goes up right Right. and uh stratasys has the f900 which is quite large but it's an industrial machine right you know it's got beefy linear rails it's got just a massive amount of supporting technology around this build size so that it's got a steel frame yeah it's it's huge. It weighs like 6,000. Most of us don't have access to a machine like that. Right. So something that is professional quality, but a larger build size than, yeah. than what we're used to seeing. I well, agree with that. Like, for example, I'm, I'm thinking we've got a couple local. Um, am I allowed to say their names? Uh, the car people we've got in our area. Well, sure. One yeah. of them is a partner with Stratasys. Can dig it designs. Um, they have, they actually have a Stratasys 450 in-house, um, but companies like them with, without their partnership with Stratasys, would they have bought the 450? I don't know that they probably could. Um, but there are other companies too here that do automobile customization and on a very high level, just like can dig it. We're not talking, um, custom trinkets. We're talking, full production door handles. We're talking uh, one-off air dams and, and ducting. Like larger jigs and fixtures. Yeah. Larger so prototypes. Full body um, panels. Mm-hmm. Or or at least like a full car bumper in two pieces. Yeah. Not, not 50 pieces to yeah. make this one thing. So, because uh, these, these guys do some composite layup and I'm just thinking, man, that market is there. They don't have tons and tons and tons of money. It's not like GE saying, hey, we want to buy this whole sector yeah. of metal additive. <laughs> it's like, we just want to make cool cars. We right. just want to make cool stuff. But all we have right now are these um, unreliable o- systems, overseas systems yeah. that are not great. I agree with that. And with the, the larger systems that are geared towards industrial use, mm-hmm. the user experience 
is not as simple as something like an office friendly printer, right? Yeah. So like I know here where we have the F370 and the Fortis 450, my preference is to use the F370 simply because I have to put forward less effort to change materials, to change slice heights. Yep. I want that experience with an F900 build size. Yes. That would be awesome. I agree. That's on my so list. So that's number one for me. Along the lines of your first answer, the metal solution, mm -hmm. I want a metal machine. I want to get a machine in here. Okay. And so having a partner is great, but I want a machine. So that's, that is actually number one on my Christmas. Selfishly, we both do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in whatever form factor it is, let's just get our hands on a metal machine again so I can go back to creating metal parts because um, I missed that. Um, on the topic of materials, I would like some new materials. I would like polycarbonate glass filled material. I okay. think that would be a, an excellent mechanically uh, superior material than what we have right now available to us. Polycarbonate glass filled material. I understand it's difficult. Anything that's going to be glass filled is going to be extremely abrasive. But polycarbonate has been one of those materials that I've always enjoyed using because it's very strong, it's tough, and has a soluble suit. So I don't have to worry about the intricacies of the geometry. Yeah. With the breakaway support, I have the soluble suit. I would also like a polypropylene material on FDM, which would be super rad. Polypropylene, consumer grade plastic. It has some flexibility like nylon, but it has some different mechanical properties. That's on my wish list. Whether or not those two materials ever come to fruition, I don't know. There's a few accessories I'd like. One <laughs> is a surplus proofing oven. So they sell these, like your school, the, lunch, the, the kitchen, the cafeteria mm -hmm. would have a proofing oven where they bake some bread and they put it in this oven to keep it warm. It's not cooking it or baking it. It's just, they call it proofing. Why I do know, they call it proofing? I don't know. I know why you want this. Why do Why do you think I want it? To break away material easier. There's yeah. To there's... never let the pull it straight out of the printer oven uh -huh. and put it into the proofing oven. Yeah. So if you can, if you don't have time to break it away, that's one of them. Another reason is when we put parts in the bath, they take on some water, and then we put them in a drying rack, and they eventually dry. Mm -hmm. I want to speed that process up. I want to put them in this proofing oven to dry the parts after printing. Gotcha. That's actually the number one. Okay. I want my parts a little bit faster. I, this, this is a wish of mine. I wish that we had a truly water soluble support removal. Just pure water. Pure water. No additives, just H2O. Yeah. Ah, I, Places like California have struggles with the sodium hydroxide every once in a while. Mm -hmm. um, it can be difficult, uh, not to say they don't use that in California. But the other thing is a, a lot of places just have, uh, they might be in a historical building. Yeah. There's just It's just hard to get some of the, the extras that you need yeah. for the sodium hydroxide. I would love a truly water soluble solution. I could see that being the case. Yeah, that'd be nice. Just pure water. Yep. All right. I would like a big tumbler. Okay. Yeah. A big tumbler. Yeah. Tumbling 3D printed parts is amazing. Especially FDM parts. They give it 
a finish that looks like it's injection molded. It, it eliminates, particularly in some materials like the nylon materials, whether they're filled or not, they look so good when they're tumbled. Ultim, even ASA parts, they look so good when they're tumbled. Tumblers, are, they're bulky, they're loud. I understand that, but I just want a big tumbler. If we could get a huge machine with a corresponding huge bath and huge tumbler, oh, it'd be awesome. Well, I, I know we're running short on time, but I do want to say one thing real quick. We can get back to this conversation. I want submissions for that part on the 450. So if you guys have a Christmas wish list, I won't be able to get you this by Christmas, obviously. Um, but if there's a part like this, if this has made you think, oh yeah, I could use this or that, send me send me your idea. We wanna see it, we wanna hear about it, we wanna know your why, <clears throat> and we will print it for you on the 450. So get us that, and uh, you can send that to my email at tbrown at goengineer.com. Sorry, I had to I had to hurry and get you, that out. If you've made it in. this far, <laughs> yeah. You deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you've listened to us ramble on about stuff for, for how long? Uh, about 45 minutes. Yeah, you deserve <laughs> it. So send that to me. We'll get you something printed. Uh, we'll try to give you a choice of materials, but yeah. again, if, if you listen in a past episode, it'll probably be a material of the day uh, thing. Okay. So it could be... It could be Ultim, or it could be PCABS. It could be ASA. You just never know. Yeah. All great materials, so <laughs> definitely better if you're if you're using a hobby level printer right now. It's better than what you're printing, most likely. Uh, if you're printing Old. PLA, oh, <laughs> if you're printing PLA, it's going to be a huge upgrade from where you're at. Here's a Christmas wish list or a Christmas wish. Okay, a Christmas miracle. Let's just eliminate PLA printing at all. All together. Oh my goodness. Let's just I, get rid of it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that we even have to like say that we do it because we do. Yeah. And we, we offer it. It's, give, give us, why? Give us. Why do you do it? Bring back translucent ABS mm -hmm. and eliminate PLA. Yeah. Because that's I'm the only that. benefit to PLA is that it's translucent. Yeah. In, in my opinion. I agree. Okay. I have another accessory I want. Okay. Um, a light box. A light box for creating, like making our clear parts more clear. Oh, we, hey, someone found one. Well, that's the old one, but I want something. That, one turned up the other day in our yeah. lab. <laughs> yeah. It's a cardboard box with tin foil on the inside, which works. And two fluorescent bulbs. Yep. Yeah. I want something that is a little less janky. Okay. So what you're saying is you want to take on this personal project, kind of like. No. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to build it. In fact, I already have something that I built that would work as one. Would it? If we put some lights in there. What did I build? The oven or the, oh, the rack. Yeah. The rack, the oven oh, slash the rack. Yep. The proofing oven. Your proofing oven. Oh, my powder coating oven. Yes. Oh, speaking of which, we actually have to use that next year, run a vacuum line into it and do some carbon fiber parts of it. Oh, that's right. Some dry, yep. some uh, pre-preg parts. Yes. But we can talk about that next week when we have our year-end review. It's going to okay. go, It's going to be the, the final episode of the year. We can talk a little bit about 2020, the 3D printing world, and also talk about 2021 projects. 
Great. The light box. I think, you know, if the light box could be big enough, you could stand in it. <laughs> then you could get a tan, too, <laughs> at work. How about that? that? That's not a great idea. We shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to find out who is tanning in our light box <laughs> while we're not around. Oh, man. Somebody would. Cool. Well, I mean, I think I think we've... Uh, I don't know. I think it's been a great year. It's been a great season. I think the things we're wishing for um, are great. I hope someone important is listening to this podcast that can help deliver some of our wants and wishes. Uh, But if not, as long as Rachel wasn't listening to the first portion of this, (laughs) I will be happy as a clam. Perfect. All right. Take care. Merry Christmas. Awesome. See ya.